Hello everyone, Tom here. And Danielle. Noise Brigade podcast, uh, notable by his absence, Bobby is not here, so I have a special guest slash co-host on this one, which uh, she's appeared on here before. Uh, This is my wife, Danielle, and I'm going to revisit an episode that Bobby and I did uh, a few times ago. We had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but I'm going to kind of uh, re- rehash it a little bit. We're going to do uh, another worst of here. Uh, so without further ado, let's just jump right in. Um, and, and and I want to preface this whole thing by saying you may get some background noise. Uh, we're on vacation. Uh, we're just kind of putting this together using our non-normal uh, recording you know, apparatus, if you will. Uh, so you'll hear some background noises, cars, kids, whatever in the background, but, uh, just wanted to give you, uh, the content that you crave. So anyway, uh, jumping into this kind of remix, if you will, of the worst of Danielle, my wife, worst movie play or musical you've ever seen. What do you have? Okay, well, let me preface this by saying that we had a friend that would um, make us sit down and watch, like, some really, like, really, really crazy stuff. So we saw a lot of, like, really disgusting movies and videos, but I'm going to go with, like, serious movies here, and the movie that made me cringe the most was not because it was horrible, but it was just personal. Um, I didn't care for Saul 2, mostly because of the needle pit, because um, I'm very open in that I am needle phobic. It's more than just like not liking needles. It's that I like, you know, will punch people to get away from getting needles. So that particular part, I remember sitting there in the audience and just covering my eyes and about like hyperventilating because it brought that response, which is part of the reason that those movies were made. That's what they're supposed to do is feed on your fear. Um, But for me, particularly, it was just it was a little too much. Yeah. and 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 I think that's a fair point. The. Some of the, 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 those movies were made to, as you just said, elicit the response. Um, there's, you know, one of those things, though, where sometimes these horror movies or even just movies in general, you'll get that response, and it's just not, it, like you said, it's too close to home. Yes. So that, that yes. wasn't it. Okay, so, um, and I know this of you personally with the needle phobia, obviously, and, and you know, uh, beating people up basically to get a needle. Uh, so that one makes a lot of sense. Now in that same sense though, worst actor, actress, movie, musical play, what do you have? This one's really hard for me because I don't like necessarily like avoid anything because of an actor or actress. Um, and it will make a little bit more sense when we get to the next question. But the person that came to my mind after I was thinking about this for a while is uh, Leah Michelle from Glee. 
And mostly because she was so hyped, like, a couple of years ago, because she was this, you know, person that had done Broadway. So it was like, she has to be a phenomenal singer. And I just found her really, like, overconfident. And she has a nasally voice. And, you know, going through vocal training, I was taught not to do that. So, like, it just gets on my nerves every time I hear something that she does. So, like, a couple of years ago, they were talking about putting um, Wicked to a movie, which I, they might still be doing. I, I've kind of lost track. They've, they've canceled it, and then they, it was back on. And, um, but she was one of the biggest names that was brought forth for Alphaba. And, like, I just cringed inside because it's like, I don't know, it's such a good role. And she's an okay singer, but I don't know if I can watch an entire movie with her playing, like, one of my favorite roles, like, ever. Ever. Because she's so nasally, and she just thinks that she's a lot better than Jesus, if yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it's it, it's interesting to me that you went that route in picking uh, something that was essentially part of a musical, even though it was a television show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 and it kind of leads into the next, you know, question here. Um, but the, I think that the, the interesting thing on that to me is you name somebody that, you know, obviously I would say within the last maybe 10, 15 years, I, I, I'm, I'm losing sight of, when Glee came out, because these years just kind of go back and forth now and kind of stack upon one another. Um, but somebody that would, like you said, so hyped. Yes, um, very hyped. Very, very popular, though. Push down your throat to the point. Uh, on the front of, I'm sure, People Magazine or these things that, are they still in the front of grocery stores? I don't know. Yes, um, they are. But, uh, but they were, they, they, you know, this was that, she was that kind of, that that person, you know, they, they're very, very on top of the world, if you will, and. So interesting. Well, to, she's not so much anymore. Not anymore, but you know, uh, but year fifteen, ten, fifteen years ago, yes. So interesting to, to hear that pick. So, but in that same music sense, though, one of the the uh, the wor- in the worst of episode that Bobby and I did, the uh, we we got into talking about you know worst bands and uh, we kind of you know knocked on Creed and Nickelback and the, the ones that everyone likes to make fun of. Yes. Um, but uh, I had uh, made a mention of. Uh, uh, my, my, my worst song. And so that kind of started a whole nother little conversation that we had. So worst for you though, worst band album song. What, what, what do you have here? Um, I don't have a like worst song per se. I have like a genre. It was, um, we went through a very like dark time in like the 2000s where we you know and don't get me wrong I it's not like I hate pop but we went through this phase where this there was this like repetitive nasally very overly simple pop songs and like I I just can't stand them but then I can't like not sing along with them 
and um, I mean one of them is uh, like hey hey you you I don't like your girlfriend no way no way I think you need a new one like Avril Lavigne like it's like I don't hate that Avril Lavigne and I don't like hate her music I just can't stand that song because it's repetitive and like another one was uh Bananas by Gwen Stefani, the, like, a uh, few times been around that track, so it's not just gonna happen like that, cause I ain't no back girl, I ain't no back girl, the, this, hmm, is Bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, it's like, I can never think of Bananas without singing that song, um, but it's like this, like, love-hate relationship with them, and don't get me wrong, like, um, I, I don't know about Avril Lavigne, but I know that with, like, Bananas, but the Hollaback Girl, like, she wrote that as a clap back to Courtney Love, which I don't know if you knew that, because... No, no, I, that's, that's, that's a new, I know, I mean, I'm sure I've read it somewhere, but I, again, that's one of those things that kind of, probably in one ear, out the other. Yeah, Courtney Love, like, did an interview for Seventeen Magazine... And she quoted saying, being famous is just like being in high school, but I'm not interested in being the cheerleader. I'm not interested in being Gwen Stefani. She's the cheerleader and I'm out in the smoker shed. And like Gwen Stefani like read that and was like, that's not me. But if that's what you're going to call me, then you know what? I'm going to own it. So like I, I totally like it's like that whole like girl power. You took something negative that somebody wrote about you that would eat me up inside. Right. And she made it into a song that, you know, you think of when you're grocery shopping and you come across the bananas. Uh, then it, So this is interesting. So I, I know that you obviously respect both Avril Lavigne and Gwen Stefani as musical artists. Mm -hmm. I know I know that. Um, but it's funny because I, I, I thought this uh and in my when i made my answer and i you probably know this about me obviously you know this being my wife but no huge beastie boys fan but my yes. all-time least favorite song is girls hate, uh -huh. i hate that song with a passion and i i really don't like to use that word but i don't like it mm -hmm. uh, mainly because of what you just said it just gets stuck in your head well, another one of theirs that gets stuck <clears> in my head because it's overly simple and it's repetitive is the brass monkey, monkey. And yeah, funky monkey. Same album. Like it, 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 like it, it basically like just eats your brain right. away until that's all that's left is that repetitive, right? So there's like overly simple line. Something to be said about the repetition there. But to go back to your uh, Avril Lavigne, Gwen Stefani, and, and anyone else kind of doing that same sense, like you said, genre. Yeah. Um, um, I think the big thing that can be said for that is it's it's, it's, it's that commercialism. Um, they were very. Uh, at the time, you know, putting out hit records one after another, we know that. Uh, unfortunately, they found kind of that where you, you have that, if it were anyone else, they were one-hit wonder. Yeah. But they they, they actually found a, they, they kind of found that in a box. They found the be okay, I have this hit. And yeah, it might sound like my other music. But my other music is way better than this. Yeah. And so, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, in doing my research on this, I, I actually did not know this about the um, Gwen Stefani song. Is that uh, that album, she was trying to make it out on her own. 
on her solo album. And she actually co-wrote with, I can, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Farrell Williams, which is the, like, because I'm Pharrell. happy, which is another one that is overly simple and it repeats itself. So, like, I think it's just, it has nothing to do with the people involved. It was just a sign of the times and right. I wasn't a fan of that like, like the repetition and it, it and I, I said that I, it would make sense when I talked about um the girl from Glee Leah Michelle mm-hmm. because she goes into like the nasal stuff a lot and that tends to happen with these songs that are repetitive right and they're very repetitive and they're very simple and they're very nasally and I just don't care for it. So, okay. So I think we have a sense of things that you don't like. Worst yes. of. Uh, nasally seems to be a yes. big one. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's get away from the movies and the music and whatever. And let's dive into drinks. Okay. Worst drink that you've ever said, you know what? Not for me. Never going to do it again. Or if I did it again, you'd have to throw a lot of money my way. Well, I don't have any drinks that I would necessarily say that I'll never drink again, but I do have one in particular that I'm just not a big fan of. And those of you listening, you may or may not know that Tom is a big beer connoisseur. He goes out and he finds the most random beers and he wants to try as many as he can, like different kinds. And a lot of times he'll buy two of whatever he's buying so that, like, I can try. Um, but there was one in particular that I just did not care for. And before I even mention it, I will say that I am a huge fan of chocolate and peanut butter. I love Reese's Cups. I live for Reese's Pieces, but I do not like chocolate peanut butter porters. Like, I just, I can't gag it down. And the first time I tried it, um, I don't know if I can, can I mention it brand name? Go ahead. That's what we were there. Okay. Uh, the, the first time I tried it was a Sweet Baby Jesus. And it was like, Sweet Baby Jesus, this is thick. AF. And it was like, it was gag worthy for me. So it was almost like the scene from Anchorman where Ron Burgundy is like, milk was just a bad choice because that's what it is. It's just so thick. And like, I love chocolate milk. I will drink chocolate milk whenever. And as I said, like, chocolate peanut butter is my jam. I just, like, cannot get through that. And it's gotten to the point where Tom knows that about me, and he will not even buy me anymore. Like, that's along those lines. And, there, you know, and if we can talk about it. That's a Declaw beer. Declaw's out of Baltimore, I believe, if I remember correctly. Big, bigger, one of the bigger uh, microbreweries or whatever they're considered um, craft breweries. Uh, and you- I've had a lot of friends that love it, and they swear by it. So it's just my personal taste. And, you know, it's funny. They make they actually make a different variant of it, too. Um, but the, the one that was funny, whenever 
Bobby and I did this episode, I had mentioned that one of the, 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 the drink I mentioned was actually one that you, myself, and Kyler had that neither of us could finish, but we all tried it. It was the Royal Jamaican Ginger Beer. Oh, and yeah, it, no. Yeah. yeah, and I know that you would remember that. Um, so. And I love ginger, too. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. When you put alcohol, like when alcohol gets involved, it's like the things that you thought you loved just goes out the window because it's like... It's peanut butter and chocolate. I love peanut butter and chocolate. But it's okay to dump on Duclaw. Um, Duclaw's not listening. <laughs> um, My luck is that they would choose this one to listen uh, That on. would be awesome. Duclaw, sorry, but not sorry. Hey, and you know what? If you're listening, get a hold of me, and I will give you some pointers. Or just give us some free beer. You know, that's, yes. that's yes. fine. Yeah, 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 that's make, it, make it up to us. Um, okay. Last question. And, uh, I will say this, uh, Bobby and I did not hit on this one. We didn't, we didn't do worst book. Um, but whenever we were putting this together and this is my last question, I'm not saying this will be the, the, the end of the episode necessarily. We'll, 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 we'll wrap up here with, uh, maybe putting button, button and things up here. But what was your worst book that you've ever read or, that maybe you know what you opened up and you read the first couple of chapters it was like ah burn it with fire because I ain't doing this one. Okay, so I thought long and hard about this, and um, I kind of even feel bad mentioning it because I I feel like you should you know let things go and you shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but. Um, the book that I read recently, or semi-recently, um, that really got me to the point of kind of thinking, like, is this a joke? Like, is this, like, made up? Um, it kind of felt, made me leaving, like, it left me feeling uneasy, was uh, Dustin Diamond's Behind the Bell. Which was supposed to be, like, his view on um, Saved by the Bell. And... And if you're not familiar, Dustin Diamond was Screech. Yes. And he just recently passed. So, as I said, I didn't want to, like, talk ill of the recently passed. But, um, reading the book, I felt like he spilled a bunch of tea on his co-workers... Um, now, I don't know if you know this, but he was younger than the rest of the cast. And because he played such a dorky character, I think that he was left out on a lot of things. And, you know, everybody's been that awkward teenager. You can kind of relate to that where, you know, things are going on and you're the odd one out. Um, but he would spill, he, he spilled some tea in the book. He basically was saying that, like, everybody dated everybody on the show, um, except for him. Uh, and this has been, like, pretty much confirmed by other cast members that, like, you know, they were teenagers. So it's like, okay, well, this person has a crush on this other person and they would date. But, like, he, like, told the story about, like, uh, what was her name? Tiffany Amber 
Yeah, Kelly Thiessen. Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski. Like, he, like, put out a story saying that she was, like, in a serious relationship with this guy while, like, she was going to the trailers of Zach and, what's his name? The other uh, guy. A.C. Slater. Yes, yes. So, like, I almost said Zach and Miri, and that was no, the no, wrong, that's a completely wrong thing. Yeah, that's a different movie. Um, but like, he he was basically like kind of just like calling them out on like their behavior as teenagers, where they, I mean, they were all forced onto the not forced, but they were all on the show, and they're all these very attractive teenagers, and they're all like a year or two older than him, and he's playing this dorky character. So, like, he was left out. So, like, he goes on and he, like, blasts them for basically, like, jumping from trailer to trailer, if you, if you get my hint on that. Um, we all know what trailer jumping is. Yeah. It's fine. Go right ahead. Well, <laughs> but, I mean, the way that he was talking about it, it sounded like he was just, like, above it. It wasn't that he was left out. He was above it. He, he might have been invited, but he never partook. Uh, there was, like, I mean, he, he, he suggested that there was, like, group stuff going on with the cast. Mm. But he was never involved. He was never involved. But then, like, a couple of chapters after that, he's talking about how he was going to Disney World, and he was trolling for girls... And, you know, and then boasting that he, like, slept with, like, 2,000 girls. And it's like, I I, I just, I read it, and I'm like, you can't say that you were, like, above doing the cast stuff, all the back scene cast stuff, and then talking, like, boasting about all this stuff that you were doing on the side because of who you were. It just, it, it left me with this sense that, he was this awkward teenager and he was left out and he felt like he had to make it up. That makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm going to say this again. I don't mean to speak to all the dead here, but Screech is not Ric Flair. There ain't no 2000 women for Screech. Um, no, I mean, and, and if, if there was, I kind of feel like, I don't know that maybe there was some taking advantage of like well i am i'm the dorky one there's some groupiness going on or whatever yes at that point yes yeah. it was like they not not that they felt bad for him but you know i i really don't believe that there was actually 2000 yeah. does that make sense yeah. yeah like i think that that was fabricated it was like I was above all this stuff that was going on with the cast, but I was wanted. Right. Because, look, right. I slept with this many people, right. so I chose not to sleep with them, but I chose to sleep with this many people. So I have value. And it, 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 it like, I read the entire book, and it left me, like, sad for him. And I don't think that that's what he meant for when he wrote it and I and I'm I'm putting wrote in quotations because I kind of read that he said that he did not read like write it it was a ghost writer right um but I don't think that that's what he meant for 
I don't think that he meant for those emotions that, like, I think that he always meant for people to feel bad for him. Oh, yeah. You know, because he was the dork he wanted the cast, but I don't think that he meant for you to feel bad for him on, like, that deep of a level. Yeah, no. And it was awkward. That makes sense. So, look, we've hit, um, we have kind of did a rehash of our worst of episode, but we, we asked very similar questions. Uh, we, we threw a different one or so in there. Um, and I want to, I want to, again, uh, reiterate, uh, kind of open this up. We are kind of on, we're on vacation. We're, yes. we're in, <laughs> we're in Florida. We're at an RV park. So you probably heard a bunch of kids and cars driving by whatever. Um, and our recording situation right now is my phone on top of a container or half container of peanut butter filled pretzels. Yes. So we're very high tech here. Yes. Audio quality aside, uh, this has been fun. It's been interesting. There's been certainly a couple things here that I didn't know, and we've been together for over 20 years. So, yes. Yes. Uh, been a been a fun one. Uh, you know, once again, uh, this has been another another good, hopefully, episode of the Noise Brigade. Uh, you have anything you want to close us out with? No, I just hope that uh, Bob feels better and he's. Uh ready to come back yes yeah and, and I, I didn't mention that up front he uh just kind of uh had a bout of laryngitis and uh it's been really really kicking his voice uh so if you listen to the last one i made fun of him because he sounded like barry white and uh, i'm hoping uh, oh, i'm sad i missed that one yeah yep 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 so uh we'll be back at you on the next go around uh once again noise brigade have a good one bye